Um, welcome back to another episode of All That Film. Uh, today we are talking Judas and the Black Messiah, which is available on HBO Max, uh, one of the late uh, Best Picture contenders. Uh, this and, well, I mean, technically, <laughs> besides festivals, Nomadland has not had any release, um, and neither did Minari until this weekend. But yeah, Judas and the Black Messiah came out this weekend. Uh, Todd, I'm actually going to let you go first because you were the first person to see this. Lindsay might have seen it two days after, but uh, we'll obviously you saw it at Sundance. Todd, what are your thoughts? Mm -hmm. I quite enjoy this film. It's my personal pick for what I would want to win Best Picture of the stuff that's eligible. It's uh, well-directed. I mean, there's just not much for me to dislike about this film. It's very well-directed by Shaka King, who I hope gets some sort of recognition. <clears throat> uh, the two lead performances, really, I think three, because I'm so indignant that Dominique Fishback is probably going to get not recognized as much as she should so i'll say big three performances and lucky stanfield daniel kaluuya i believe is how it's pronounced and dominique fishback uh and really it's a intense radical film that is unapologetic about its attack on white power and some of the scenes in it including the final scene which or sorry not the final scene the final climactic scene in terms of what we know happens uh, in terms of Fred Hampton's life is really well shot and intense. It's a great film. I liked it a lot. Yeah. Yeah. So just building off that, I think all of us are, are probably very positive on this movie. I don't know where I'd put it um, <laughs> for a couple obvious reasons. Uh, just a reminder in case you forgot, I'm actually kind of a big fan of trial of a Chicago seven, uh, even though it has massive flaws in terms mm -hmm. of what it chooses um, to take liberties on, which, you know, bi like biopics can do, I don't mind, but when you have Joseph Gordon-Levitt's character the way you do, um, it's interesting because these are going to be companion pieces. I mean, not, it's it's like Dunkirk and uh, Gary Oldman movie, that uh, Darkest Hour, um, how both of those were, were tied to each other in the best picture race. It's kind of interesting how films like this come out, um, especially because I remember a lot of the conversation uh, from Trial of Chicago 7 was like, why don't we, we just need a, a Fred Hampton movie. And I knew this was coming. I had it like penciled in on like my watch list sheet. And I was like, well, just wait a little bit because we're getting a, a Fred Hampton movie. Um, but yeah, no, I, I love this a whole lot. Um, I think one of the things that elevates this uh, even more so is that Shaka King and the whole, honestly, the whole crew on this project, uh, more specifically, I, I suppose the writing team, uh, make a real calculated effort to keep telling the message that uh, the lesser of two evils is still evil. And that is still going to be, uh, an evil that's trying to stop, you know, good good change from happening, um, which is a theme that I think works really well. And I, I think this is interesting because uh, biopics can typically very be very straightforward in how they're directed. And even if, honestly, even if this were like a cookie cutter green book um, type of directing project, the acting's so good that I would still probably walk away 
uh, giving this a really positive glowing review. But with that said, uh, like Todd mentioned, the directing is incredible here. Uh, the tension and suspense for a biopic is probably one of the best I've seen in a while. Uh, and yeah, just, just overall a, a banger of a film. Um, and I, I definitely get uh, what Todd's saying. I think most of us agree. Uh, it's, it's a little weird that Dominique Fishback isn't getting as much uh, Oscar praise as she most definitely should be because um, she's great. Uh, the only thing, well, we'll, we'll talk about this in awards. Uh, Lindsay, what did you think of the film? Yeah, I agree with both of you. I really, really liked it a lot. And like you were saying about the tension, like it, like things that I knew were going to happen, I was still like really tense watching it because it was just like the, yeah, the directing and the acting, everything just like built up all of these like really intense moments. And I just, it felt like there was just so much emotion in this. And I really like how unapologetic it was. And like there were just some like really standout scenes, like the I am a revolutionary scene, like that just like really like, it just struck a chord with me, and it was a really powerful film. Great acting. I really, really liked it. Nice. Um, and then we'll round this out. McKenna, what were your thoughts on Judas and the Black Messiah? Yeah, so, I mean, no surprise. I, I loved it, too. It was absolutely an incredible film. This is, you know, it's, I actually have a funny story with this one, because this, this was one that filmed in Cleveland, too. Um, and oh yeah, wait, wait, wait. Sorry, sorry. My my apologies. Um, actually, please, <laughs> please don't please don't speak to your manager uh to to get me in trouble. Uh, sorry, McKenna Star of Charity. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we're not look. We're not talking about Cherry today. That's a whole other thing that I could fucking. That's a whole other day. But no, this was this the the funny story was that this was filming in Cleveland. But while I was filming in Cleveland, I didn't have a title yet. Uh, and when you were talking about, you knew that a Fred Hampton biopic was coming up. I did too because they the casting agency that was doing everything that I was you know like getting jobs through was also doing casting for this movie. But it was just called the Untitled Fred Hampton Project on all of the listings. And oh, so interesting. I. <laughs> yeah, so I knew this movie was coming out, and I heard it took me so long to put two and two together. Is basically the, the, the <laughs> moral of this story. Where I kept hearing buzz about this Judas and the Black Messiah, and I was like, "Oh, cool, Fred Hampton pick." Hey, wasn't there a Fred Hampton pick filming in Cleveland? Um, oh my god. Um. So that's unrelated to the quality of the film. Just when you said you knew that was on the calendar, I was like, hey, I did too, but I was just a little stupid about it. <laughs> uh, but no, I absolutely loved it. Uh, like, there's so many really great moments. I think that they did a great job leaning into the actual, like, religious parallels of the story of uh, Judas and the story of um William O'Neill because down down to like and of course this is going to spoiler specific the scene where um the FBI agent Roy I think his name was just slid him like the envelope with the money and the keys to like the gas station and that is <laughs> like the the 
the part in the story of Judas where he is given the money from the guards and just wants the, this like idea of wanting to reject it. You can see it in his face in the scene. I think they're really, really done well because by the end, again, going into specifics, they're showing clips of the only interview that William O'Neill ever did. And um, he's really in this clip that they're showing kind of trying to distance himself from any wrongdoing. He's really, you can tell, trying to justify what he did. And I found myself out loud saying, like, you bastard, you motherfucker. Um, because it's, but that's, I mean, when you do something like that, of course, that is, you're going to justify it. Um, it was, it was extremely, extremely well done. Um, I had mentioned a little bit before when we were just before recording that this is, and we were talking about it before it was just a, the idea of, you know, how the story ends and, uh, <laughs> we were kind of talking about like, yeah, it's constantly reminding you how it's going to end too. And it does a great job. Uh, building the whole thing up and uh, just <laughs> I, have, I have a billion good things to say about this film yeah awesome um so that's that's pretty much uh again we are we are mostly like everyone else uh loving this movie i think it's i will say i still think it's pretty odd uh because we're about to get in well we are going to get into uh some of the oscar odds uh this was pegged by me as uh, my Dark Horse Best Picture winner. Um, currently on Golden Derby, it's sitting at 11th uh, with 28 to 1 still. Like it's it's behind News of the World and uh, The Father and Promising Young Woman. I, I think that's insane. Um, it is insane. <laughs> it is. It genuinely is. It really is. <laughs> yeah. um, especially like... I'm not sure about maybe again, maybe it's just the circle that I surround myself with. Um, I, I like Mink, uh, oddly enough. Um, yeah. I, I am, I am hearing nothing from anyone on Mink for best picture and that's sixth. So yeah, I don't know how they're finding those odds. Cause I don't see Mank happening at all. I, yeah. Uh, I've not heard a lot of buzz like about it being, like the 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 big the, you know one of the big pictures of the year it feels like okay that yeah that's something that came out you know I mean I'm sure it'll get a lot of nominations but I don't think it's gonna win much um but it's crazy that the trial of the Chicago Seven has way better odds of winning Best Picture right now than Judas does I can't believe promising young I'm sorry I. I'm not gonna go on my promising young woman rant. That's not. That's not. Not a place for that. Oh, but. we 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 were not very positive on the film when we reviewed it. <laughs> um, well, specifically because I, I for the most part I was like, oh, this is kind of like a divisive movie. Uh, and then I listened to uh, most of either my friends or people that I've been listening to for a while. Everyone's pretty positive for the most part. Um, besides, I think I remember Chris Duckman being pretty um, disappointed by certain aspects. But um, speaking of other award stuff, I, I do think those odds will go up. Cause like Lindsay mentioned, um, some of these, uh, some of these odds for best picture, 
do feel a little bit made up. <laughs> yeah. Um, cause, cause like Mank is, is 19, uh, to two. Um, so it's about like 10 to one ish. Um, and I, I don't know, maybe it's just because I'm not as high on the film now that I've watched. That was what I watched, um, over this weekend. I was trying to remember the one movie I watched this weekend uh, that I didn't have logged and it's Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, um, which is listed oh, as fourth. Yeah. And fourth? I don't know. Fourth highest? That's, Fourth, fourth in odds, tied with One Night in Miami, which I think One Night has way better odds of winning. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think part of it might just be timing, because, like, Judas is kind of late in the race in, like, the in the time that it came out, so maybe it just yeah. has to play catch-up now that it's gotten more of a wide release. Yeah, I think that I, well, that's what I was thinking too because a lot of these have already been seen by like a lot of critics like <clears throat> even though they haven't technically come out yet like Nomadland and Walt Minari is out now but like they have all been already seen by people but Judas like just came out for like everybody so I think it is still just like people once more people watch it maybe it'll, it'll rise even it'll probably I think I think there's no way it doesn't have better odds than Mank when all said and done like or Oscar news Knight. of the world. Who watched that? That was the one. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think they know, just haven't. Before it sorry. You know why news of the world makes me angry? If you know oh, me. Oh yes, Tom Hanks hater. Yes, that's right. <laughs> so for one, I'm just disgusted that it's Tom Hanks. But like the fact that another Tom Hanks movie is being considered for best pictures, frustrating to me. I think what's frustrating to me about these conversations, even though I enjoy them, I participate in them, is like, it's funny how little quality seems to matter as to like Oscar yeah. odds. And it's like, <laughs> so, so there's, there's this part of it me that's like, like well, that. of, there's this part of me that's like, well, of course, Judas and the Black Messiah is going to be a front runner, right? Because it was better than most of these films. And then it's like, well, no, I guess that, <laughs> I guess that doesn't matter. I, I, I'm, I'm naive for an old man <laughs> is, is what I'm finding out. I'm, I'm still very naive. No. I still remember, I know animation's a whole nother beast when it comes to awards season, but I still remember the year that Frozen beat The Wind Rises and I went to the bathroom and I cried because I was like, they don't care. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I, was, yeah. I was a teenager, but it was still... <laughs> it is infuriating because just the fact that David Fincher is basically a lock for best director and like Shaka King is like barely in the conversation mm-hmm. is ridiculous. Well, <laughs> it's so it's ridiculous. good. It's Same. good you you brought that one up. So so here's the thing for me that <laughs> everything everything on Judas like all the awards things they have an up arrow so at least like they're trending in the right direction. Um, how in your right mind do you have Paul Green Gla- Green Gla- Greengrass and Florian <laughs> Zeller, uh, the director of The Father, ahead of Shaka King, who like, come on, <laughs> like, I, come on. I don't know. I know. The, um, Aaron Sorkin, like he's definitely getting no, nominated, and that's so stupid. Wait, I, I I have a hot take on that. I don't think Sorkin's going to be nominated for the Oscars. You don't think he'll get in? Oh. 
I thought no, your hot. I don't I think he's going to. Was going to be he deserved it, and that was going to make me angry. No, but <laughs> I, I think Eric, the, the thing, the thing for me, and, and I even said this on uh, on my review for uh, Trial of Chicago Seven. The directing's fine. Like I, I don't think Aaron Sorkin's directing is bad. I don't think it's bad in Molly's game either. Um, I think maybe you could argue any something a little bit about the pacing, if anything. Um, but I, I think he's like, in my eyes, it'd be cool if he won screenplay. Um, but I don't think he should be nominated for director. I, I think Fincher should just cause I, that, that strikes me as a little bit of like a career. Has Fincher ever been nominated? Oh, I don't know. I don't think he has. That's why like, to me, it makes sense a little bit that Fincher went for what the Oscars traditionally liked over like his normal fight clubs, Gone Girls, uh, Zodiac 7. Um, so I, w- I would like, okay, wait, wait, wait maybe we'll, we'll was, play a little bit of a game. Twice. He's been nominated twice already. Oh, shoot. Wait, wait, for which movies? The Social Network and The Curious Case of Benjamin Button. Fuck that. Right. Sorry. <laughs> oh, that is so aggravating to me. The Academy Awards don't matter. They don't matter. <laughs> if that happened, they do, they mean nothing. Sorry. Okay. I'm coming back. So, I'm calming down. So, All right. <laughs> just just as a fun practice, because um, j- this Judas episode is probably going to be a little bit more of an awards preview as well. Um, who would y'all, and keep in mind, uh, some of us haven't seen Nomadland yet because this weekend uh for wider releases which is again absurd to me all these movies for the most part all these movies were ready and we're pushing the oscars back to april um and for the most part like voting could have been done by now uh if, if i'm yeah uh Lindsay, who would your top five your your nominees for director who would you want oh my nominee you- okay um, Chloe Zhao for Nomadland, um, Kelly Reichard for First Cow, Lee Isaac Chung for Minari, Shaka King for Judas and the Black Messiah, and Kathy Yon for Birds of Prey. I don't care. Let's go! <laughs> That's a galaxy brain take. I love that. <laughs> Absolutely nominate her. I wish, I, I don't know, I wish genre films got a little bit more, um, of, of a play in this stuff. Uh, Look, McKenna, I'm going to have to ask you to be a little bit impartial and leave off both Anthony and or Joe uh, Russo for directing. No uh, problem. No problem but, whatsoever. But who would be, because obviously uh, you're so indebted to the to the film, uh, but who would be your... <laughs> yeah, totally. Sorry. No, <laughs> who would be your five? Oh, God. See, it, it is hard because... First of all, I'm really bad at Chloe's out for sure. That's I think a given. Like, <laughs> duh. Um, uh, sorry, I'm I'm very bad at uh, director names. So, uh, <laughs> give me a second. Obviously, oh, no, Sh- I- go for it. Uh, obviously, in in the vein of Judas and the Black Messiah. Uh, my God, I know his first name Shaka, and I can't remember his last name. And Shaka we've said King. it like three times. Shaka King. That's it. Um, 
Oh my god, I'm sorry. I'm gonna be looking up names real quick, and because I'm like, yeah, I know the movies. You can I just can't movie. remember the director names. You can just say the movie. Oh, you're good. Um, I, I can go like, over my five real quick. Um, while you're finding uh some of those, uh, my sound I- like I actually know what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> um, my my five would be so again. I would probably save a spot for Chloe Zhao just because. She's been nominated more than any other movie so far, um, besides a Nomadland, obviously, which is an insane uh, awards thing. And I, I still look. I'm, I'm not gonna lie. I'm still very concerned that the Oscars mess this up, and they're like, "All right, let's give it to Fincher, baby." Um, but um, oh, no, <laughs> my five would be some collection of. Chloe Zhao, uh, Lee Isaac Chung, uh, Shaka King. And then the, here's here's the the next three are where things get a little more contentious. Um, so of course we got to go Ryan Murphy. Bit no, um, <laughs> <laughs> I would just just out of look. I, I'm I'm not gonna lie. I, there's certain times where I'm like. Hey, this person kind of they they deserve it a little bit. I think Regina King's directing is better than Aaron Sorkin. I mean, they're they're close to the same level. Like, no one's walking away from both those two films. Like, oh, the directing was just on another level. Um, but I think there is a certain like degree of difficulty for One Night in Miami, especially that it works uh, for basically being a fanfic play. And there's another film on here that is also from a playwright. And I don't think people realize how kind of difficult it is to adapt plays and make them accessible for people who don't, like myself, watch plays. Uh, so I would have Double King, Chung, Zhao, and then I'd probably throw in Fincher um, just because it would be cool if Fincher had uh, other nominations besides Curious Case of Benjamin Button. Um, <laughs> but that, network. Would, that would be my... Yeah, and and social network, of course. I am but. fully in support of Virginia King's nomination, even if I, I'm not like blown away by the directing. Go for it. I love Virginia King. I don't care. Yeah, it, it, it's Great. just one of those like lifetime. If if lifetime achievement awards exist and they do, it's like, hey, Virginia King has been working her tail off for decades. Like, and and this was her debut directing and it was phenomenal so yeah and you're so right like plays are like play movies are just so boring to me but i watched all of one night in miami and i barely even looked at my phone so that's genuinely an accomplishment <laughs> on her part well especially Compared to, like, like the direction of like ma rainey which i didn't yeah. love where i'm just like this looks like you filmed a play you know that was yeah, exactly, exactly yeah i was i was gonna say the same thing because like I def obviously I think obviously Maureen's gonna get acting noms, but that's because I, I remember I had I watched that one actually with my mom because uh, I was at home uh, for the holidays at the time, and I was like, I just felt like it was so obvious that that was a stage play. It was, it was yeah. painfully obvious. Not in a, like a, the way that the movie was painful. It was just very much like you didn't do anything new or exciting with it. I, I hate to say it. Mm -hmm. I I sure. looked up names now. <laughs> That's... And I... Nice. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
feel free to share said okay. names. Okay. No, I wasn't sure. I was I was afraid that I like cut somebody off and I was like, shit. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> I was like <laughs> share the names, McKenna. <laughs> Give us the name. Yeah, I'm like now they're <laughs> I feel like an idiot. I'm like, Haha, I came to the film podcast, I forgot names. Um yeah, no, I stand by Chloe's out. Um and again, it's just like I think she's kind of just a standout. Everybody's sort of like on that train, which is cool. Lee Isaac Chung, because Minari was so, so good. I, I just love him. And the, like the directing in particular in that film, it stands out a little bit. Um, I am also, I, I've mentioned Shaka King before. Uh, that's honestly, Shaka King's probably my number one because out of all of these films that I like, that is. Judas is the one where the directing stood out the most to me. Uh, For sure. Yeah. Uh, I'm I'm Darius Martyr a little bit for Sound of Metal, I think, is is kind of on my list. Just the, the, awesome. Yeah. I was like, the directing wasn't, like, I think the absolute best part of, part of that film, but it was still, like, noteworthy enough that it's on my list. Um and uh fuck it kelly reichardt because i f f uh first cow is just <laughs> such a I, I first cow is underrated sorry <laughs> that's my hot take first cow is underrated <laughs> you're a first cow podcast fun. apparently so um yes uh, we stand <laughs> gentle movie have... <laughs> so soft yeah. Whenever he's um, just like Milky the cow in the middle of the night, I'm like, this is good. <laughs> this is nice. <laughs> <laughs> um, Todd, who would be your five for director? Uh, Chloe Zhao. Heard of her? No. No, not familiar. All right. Who? who? <laughs> Shaka, Shaka King. Can you hey. believe it? All right. Oh, uh, Shaka the world. It would be cool if he was nominated because then that could be the headline right. to go with. Um. <laughs> and my next three are who I would pick. None of them are going to get nominated, though. But <laughs> so uh, they are. Vin Diesel for Bloodshot, baby. No, they are Charlie Kaufman from Thinking of Ending Things, Morin Stewart for Wolf Walkers, and Miranda July for Kajillionaire. I support all, right. all of those. Who I didn't I know we could pick people off of the kind of because <laughs> I would have made some different choices. But, <laughs> oh, I, so, but I think Kathy Young preferred to pray. I, but, I should say. Oh, also, y'all picked first cow, which has is like fortieth. Um, in can I, can I say this though? I do support the Regina King, even though she's not in my top five perform uh, directing performances. I do support her just getting the nominee anyway, uh, because there are so many infuriating people who might get a nomination that <laughs> just like, fuck it, Regina King getting it would make me happy. So that's what I want instead. <laughs> in, in a similar vein to Regina King, um, just because he, he wasn't really nominated too much, I would, even though it would not make any sense whatsoever, if the Academy was dumb enough to be like, oh, whatever, supporting actor, Bo Burnham, I'd be like, you know what? <laughs> you Forget. Yes. Let's yeah, do it. I support he he uh, Bo Burnham. How sore are your shoulders from carrying that movie? From carrying that movie. 
I would honestly, like, genuinely support Ewan McGregor getting nominated for Birds of Prey, too. That's his best performance. I would support um, Harley Quinn uh, winning for Best Actress, please. Yeah. Yeah, I'm like out of out of all of the performances. Like, yeah, Ewan McGregor was fun, but I was, uh, uh, my God, why, why are you not? Sorry, I didn't say the Margot name. Margot Robbie, <laughs> my like, I swear, I'm usually not this bad with names. <laughs> my brain is just as like soon as, as soon as you press record, um, everything that's been in your knowledge. Um, I remember, oh, I forget God. what it was, the first episode. I honestly think it it honestly might have been as bad as like we were talking about the shining and I was like, who directed that one? Uh <laughs> That's I, I was like, we said Shaka King's name like five times before that. And I knew it because I was like looking up his other work and stuff like that. And it was yeah. all of a sudden like my brain's like Shaka Khan, the the singer. That's what you want to say because it sounds sort of similar. <laughs> yeah, we're we're also uh, when we when we eventually see Nomadland because honestly, uh, I've talked to Lindsay about this. I don't think we're gonna wait for the father to do ATF awards. I mean, we might at at some point because I thought Nomadland would come out a wee bit quicker and we'd already seen Minari. Uh, but moving on to the acting awards, um, because these are obviously like what they're kind of uh, pushing these, the uh, Judas and the black Messiah for. Um, I'm, I'm curious what you guys think. I was surprised. There was one site that had Kaluuya as the lead. I'm glad the golden derby doesn't have that. So maybe it was, yeah, he's, just... he's up for supporting. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I've, for whatever reason, I saw maybe it's maybe it's just I the way saw I, it too. I read it backward. Okay, okay, right? Yeah, like, no, <laughs> I saw it too because I read that and I'm like, he is definitely like definitely not the lead in this film. <laughs> so, so, that, so I almost wonder if whatever awards body that was nominating this, they were like, oh well, it's a Fred Hampton biopic, so of course he's gonna be lead. And I was like, wait, did they watch the movie? Um, yeah. <laughs> Because Lakeith Stanfield is definitely the uh, the the lead performance here. Uh, again, yeah. listed as such uh, for the Oscars. Here's the only thing for this one. I actually think Lakeith would be the one that I would campaign for the most. There's a there's a good five that could be nominated, and like Lakeith could be left out, and I would be like, all right, fine. Like I understand. Um, because I mean, you, you have just just going through the list real quick. You have Chadwick for Ma Rainey, um, Riz Ahmed for Sound of Metal, uh, Stephen Yoon for Minari, uh, and then again we have not seen the father. Anthony Hopkins for the father. Um, here's the one. Uh, so so I I have a little bit. I, I don't think this is a hot take by any means, but I have a rule for the Oscars. Um, and if you put on say. Uh, a fat suit and then uh, win an Oscar because of that. I think you are now, you don't get any more Oscar nominees. So I like <laughs> Gary Oldman's performance, but you made a deal with the devil to win your Oscar. So I, I'm, I'm being like flat out on, I would not nominate Gary Oldman. Um, I wouldn't either. Reason. No, yeah, I, wouldn't I agree. Either. <laughs> if he gets in, I'm going to be so mad because there's so many other deserving people. Mm-hmm. Exactly. 
Can I ask you real quick about the Anthony Hopkins performance? Do you think that this Anthony Hopkins performance is going to blow your mind? Are you predicting no. that? <laughs> no, <I> mean, <laughs> it won't. It's going to be the same damn Anthony Hopkins performance. And I, I don't know. I'm annoyed. If Lakeith is out because of it, I'm going to be annoyed by that. So, yeah. Sure. I'm pretty oh, sure Anthony Hopkins because... is going to be in. But I'm also pretty yeah. sure that Chadwick Boseman's just winning this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I don't think anybody. Oh, yeah. Like, e- even I wasn't as big on, on Ma Rainey, and I'm like, no, he's still he's still great in this. Um, he's he's great in Defy Bloods as well. Speaking of which, uh, I didn't mention be- specifically because uh, he's been left out as of late. Uh, Delroy Lindo as well. Mm-hmm. Um, possibility for the Oscars. Say he had better chances uh, probably two weeks ago. And uh, he has not necessarily gone sunshine and rainbows for De- uh, Defy Bloods for award stuff. Um, yeah, I, I would. Would Lakeith be in y'all's five if just of the nominees that are listed here? Yeah. I mean, obviously. Yes. Obviously, Todd yeah. has has two spots taken up by Tom Hanks, but um, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, like Keith would be number three for me. I think Lakeith would be number one. Uh, Stephen Hewn. I was, I was, oh. oh, was going to say the exact same thing. I was going to be like, he's number one, and then my brain went, but Stephen. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, those. That's a tough one. See, okay, Stephen Yoon, oh. I think, has been kind of slept on, though. It Like, Minari in general, I thought was going to get a lot more attention. Um, not that it hasn't been getting any attention at all, but I just feel like it's not been as pumped up this award season as I thought it would be. And maybe that's because it's like A24 is kind of bad at campaigning. Um, I think it's because it's not in English. I just, I, I hate to be that, like that negative, big, people, but I just, I just, I just times. think that's what it is. Yeah, that's but true. People, and but honestly, and this is this is probably a very grim way of looking at it. I was like, after Parasite last year, though, all of the white people are going to be like, oh, I'm going to be cultured and watch the foreign language uh, film with the Asian people, um, which is like I said, a very, very probably grim way to look at it. But I thought I was like, hey. Maybe Parasite will actually make people watch Maybe it. Maybe Parasite like moved, like made, pushed boundaries in terms of like what. I I, I was tempted to do um, a video on this. I still might um, on how the foreign language category started, uh, specifically with the Golden Globes. It's because it doesn't it doesn't make sense to me that you would. <sighs> It, it feels like a category that like, oh, hey, this is kind of off to the side. It's not on the same level of freaking drama or comedy or musical for whatever reason. The, the whole Golden Globes conceit really just makes me angry because I don't sure. understand why it isn't just genre film in general. And we mm-hmm. could have that argument on what exactly is a genre film, but something like Possessor or even more recently like Hereditary, like they're, they're never going to have a chance for the Golden Globes because they count as drama films and they're, they're genre films, not, not dramas. So right. uh, I, I don't know. I'm, 
Well, in general, I mean, and this isn't, this is a, like, lukewarm take at best, but most of, like, the category system is just so screwed up. It's like, throw the whole thing away and start from scratch at this point, it feels like. Just because, and I know that's, that's, like, unreasonable, but we have made, like, the, 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 the way that we've categorized a lot of these awards have just really not aged well at all. <laughs> For sure. Uh, and, and moving on to uh, supporting actress, just to see Dominic Fishback. Um, she, like Lakeith, is listed at 10th. Both have the same odds, actually, at 100 to, to 1. Um, I'm going to say right now, I see some of the people that are next to her. I, I'm a little confused, um, but with that said, like, I think there is, I think there's, I don't think there's not a way for her to sneak in the nominees. Um, but with that said, like, I haven't seen both News of the World and Pieces of a Woman. I, look, I'm going to say it. Pieces of a Woman might be one of those movies I don't see out of the awards movies. Don't, um, don't bother. It's not good. Yeah. <laughs> cool. <laughs> <laughs> just don't. <laughs> I don't think Ellen no. Bernstein is gonna get in anyway. Good, good. Okay, look, I'm gonna be honest. Glenn Close, bless your heart. Get out of the nominations, please. Yes, why? Um, like she's definitely. I mean, it's more likely. She's the best part, she, objectively. That <laughs> so she's gonna get in, and I'm that. That's absolutely ridiculous. This award season is frustrating me so much because I'm just like hillbilly elegy. Are you kidding mm-hmm. me? Really? Oh my God. Hell we're gonna... <laughs> yeah, this is with a die we're gonna. God. <laughs> uh, so, so I do think I do think it's gonna be Coleman Seafried. Uh, I have been pleasantly surprised since we're talking about Minari. Um, I will say for a indie studio, when I because I started, I was like, oh, A twenty four is bad at campaigning. I was looking into it more. They have a lot of nominations, like more more than I remember them having. Um, I, I, I wanted to do like a little bit of a, a possibly documentary on like A24 in general, just because like all of the ones you see are either like A24 is pretentious or A24 is the greatest thing ever made. And it's like, okay, we can like, do both possibly. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but what with that said... Yeah. Uh, with that said, Yu Jung Yoon um, is nom- is is third in in nomination odds, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. I would I would love to see. Um, that's probably the one I, I would want her to win. Uh, I thought Amanda Seyfried, uh, who has not been doing uh, Lights Out in award stuff, I thought Amanda Seyfried was uh, great in Mank. Um, she was my early uh, lock for that awards. Uh, Position, but I, I think I'd probably I don't know who I'd give it to of the five. This, this is a weird one too, Lindsay. I don't know. You've you've probably been noticing this. They keep nominating a different five in every different like there's no real there are like a couple locks. I feel like there's six or seven people that I they're like, oh like Olivia Coleman is probably a lock. Sure. Um, Even Seafood yeah. was left out a couple things. She was, yeah. Also, Maria Bakalova is like seems to be pretty in. Yeah, she's cleaning up at, <laughs> which is so unexpected. <laughs> oh 
I'm like, okay, I guess I have to watch Borat. <laughs> have you not seen it? No, I haven't. I haven't seen either of the. Borat. Oh, interesting. I yeah. I do think this is a case of the Academy being like, oh, how could we have not known Borat was going to be as big as it was, and we should have nominated Sasha Baron Cohen. Uh, there's. There's, there's a group of people that uh, a podcast I listen to, uh, Mad About Movies, where one of them swears by like one of the biggest Oscar robberies is that Sacha Baron Cohen didn't win for Borat the first time, uh, which I, I agree. I think his performance is great in that because acting is tricking people to think you're someone else, um, and he did that to everyone that was in that movie. Um, but sure. um, Moving to the other award, the last, I guess, major awards for this, um, I might look and see if possibly a Judas is nominated or has good odds for cinematography. Um, Daniel Kaluuya skyrocketed uh, for supporting mm-hmm. nomination, mm-hmm. like odds. He is listed as number one right now. Him and Leslie Odom Jr. and Sasha Baron Cohen are all tied at four to one. I think he's going to win for this. I think he has a really good chance to win for it. Yeah, I do too. Yeah, I I'm not surprised because I like Lindsay. I think you mentioned the like I am a revolutionary. <laughs> I think that's yeah. gonna be one of his like standout career moments. Honestly, is it was so so good. Yeah, um, it was just yeah. You can't that I I even think about it. I'm kind of like oh chills a little bit. You know, um, I so I wouldn't be surprised. The only thing I'm worried about, and this is this is the worst case scenario, because I think I think there are like five good nominees um, in Kaluuya, Odom Jr., Cohen, Racy, and Bozeman. Um, if you okay, if you want to go for Sorry, someone well, else, really quick, do you well, think that there's any possibility? I, that I think there is a possibility. And fucking Jared Leto gets yes. it because what's yes. happening? Yes, I do think there's Whoa. a possibility that Jared Leto's nominated. I don't know why this is happening. We live in the worst timeline possible. Um, listen, we really do. Jared Leto, it's 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 literally Green Book 2.0, even worse so because I don't even necessarily like. I'm I'm not here to prop the little things up as some like magnum opus or whatever. I walked away from it being like, you know what? There was some okay stuff in there. I thought Jared Leto was fine. Even Denzel at 60% is still Denzel at 60%, and that's great. Jared Leto's not doing Jared Leto's barely given anything in this movie. Like <laughs> I in Yes, in King give us nothing. <laughs> but there's a but you know what there is though? Is there's a great scene in that movie that you can show to lazy Oscar voters. Uh, um can that there is there like that yeah that just that interrogation scene you can show it to voters and they're like oh yeah jared leto good actor right check <laughs> that that's that's just, my pessimism i i really think that is no, part right. of it though is how they market them uh you mm-hmm. know like in mm-hmm. these these packaging so i think that is what explains part oh. of it at least so, so there, there is another thing to that too that I was hearing from um, a lot of uh, people who are in, in the industry in the voting stuff. Apparently, Jared Leto has been doing every single press tour for the little things on Zoom or whatever, and he's been doing them nonstop. Um, and that, like that stuff, I guess, kind of matters and can translate to 
Golden Globe nominations uh, and I think Critics' Choice Awards also. Nom- I, I don't know. And I'm the just, SAG Awards. No, I agree. The SAG Awards. I, I don't get it <laughs> at all. I don't get it. <laughs> I, specifically, like, even more so, like, Yahya Abdul Mateen II from Trial of Chicago 7. If, if you love Trial of Chicago 7 so much, like, is there a reason he's not being talked about for like a nomination right. or even I could, I could honestly, I'd settle for Rylance at this point. Like if that means Jared Leto is left out. <laughs> mm. yeah. Uh, yeah. I think, I think Kaluuya has pretty good odds of winning. Um, I'm, I'm curious. Cause again, the, the three of them have same odds. And then after that, it kind of drops off a little bit more uh, with Paul Racy. Um, who Paul Racy uh, has been left out a couple times. I'm glad he's still kind of holding strong for Oscar odds. I I don't know about y'all. I think he might get left out, and I'm very worried Paul Racy gets yeah, left. Yeah, there's a chance. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we, yeah. Watch them but again, nominate like Eddie Redmayne or something. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh man, that's funny because just the other day I was thinking. other day I was thinking of uh, Danish girl. Oh, uh, of course, like uh, one does. <laughs> yeah, I, it's just like man, they really. Man, I'm not gonna again. I feel like this is the third time. I'm like, man, I'm gonna try and not go on a rant right now. Um, <laughs> People really were like, wow, Eddie Red, he really great at acting. He's doing something here. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Okay, sure, whatever. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, uh, The other one I will mention uh, for Judas is it is in the original screenplay uh, nominees. Uh, The only thing I will say is that one seems a little bit harder. the one thing that would make me a little bit upset about is if, and I, I you know, I would not be like too upset. Um, I'll, I'll mention why here in a second. I do think this could take the place of something like Soul because I feel like tr- uh, Trial, Promising, Minari, and Mank. I feel like those are all locked in for uh, original screenplay, and then the yeah. fifth spot is kind of left for whatever they want to do. The only thing, look, I, I gotta mention it real quick. The only thing, I kind of, I kind of want Kent Powers to be nominated twice, like, because that would be a really cool storyline that I could nerd out and tell people, like, oh yeah, this guy was nominated for both adapted and original. I don't know. It just, it would just be neat, I guess. <laughs> um, I just uh, think yeah. it's neat. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, Judas and the Black Messiah is listed as seventh. Um, it has a little bit lower odds than Sound of Metal. Um, and I think any of those, honestly, even Defy Bloods maybe has a chance um, for screenplay. But it, it's a pretty stacked category um, for for this awards pool. I we, ha- we said this on the Promising Young Woman talk, and I still haven't uh, fixed that episode. Uh, so it's not out yet. So technically, we're repeating ourselves. Um, I still don't necessarily understand. Maybe it's because the screenplay itself is very good. I thought Emerald's directing was way better than the script. 
Um, and it's interesting to me that Promising Young Woman is like kind of neck and neck front runner with Trial of Chicago 7, but I mean. Yeah. I have a lot of problems with that screenplay. So. Yeah. <laughs> that's a choice. But I mean, between that and the Trial of the Chicago 7, I'm like, genuinely pick either. I don't. I don't care. <laughs> well, I, 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 I'm still, I'm still fingers crossed for Minari. Maybe. Um, it would worst be so timeline. lovely. <laughs> the, the good part is like all of the, the bad possibilities I feel like are in adapted. Um, I, I, Hillbilly Elegy still listed at, at 12th um, right next to the prom um, for the prom should get in the prom, sh- the prom <laughs> should <laughs> I think Nomadland has adapted yeah it hasn't well I just mean the nominations I feel like are a little bit oh, more open oh, for yeah. adapted um, are there any other Oscars that well actually now that I look at it cinematography has a chance because um, it's listed as 6th um, and I have not seen News of the World, but it would be cool if both Judas and Minari were nominated just because the visuals in those two films look great. Um, yeah, it gets in for cinematography. Yeah, I think it could also get in for best song. Yes, well, it, it has pretty yeah. good chances for best song. Um, but yeah, that's, that's pretty much it. Uh, do you guys have any other thoughts on Judas and the Black Messiah, I suppose, to, to wrap things up besides scores where we're about to get to? <laughs> um, Mo- oh, go, go, you yeah. go first. Sorry. <laughs> well, I was going to say movie good and I really don't, and <laughs> I really, and I really, you. yeah, I really don't want to watch news of the world. I really don't want to have to watch uh- it. So I really I hope know. it doesn't get nominated for going to I think we're, we're gonna going have to watch to. it <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry oh, this is this is the direction we're going in <laughs> we're gonna have to watch yeah, it the, uh, the dad core cinema is still alive and well in the Oscar uh, campaigning <laughs> yep so but uh, with that said we'll we'll hit uh, scores for this film uh, out of 10 uh, Todd what would you give this out of 10? Uh, nine. Gotcha. Uh, I would be in a similar camp. Um, probably like eight point nine, nine, nine point one, maybe. Um, just around there somewhere. This again, this film is awesome. Um, really, really great. I hope Chaka King is recognized. Uh, that would be super awesome. Uh, might not happen just because again he's outside looking in. Uh, but I, I am here for like if I was some random studio executive. This would be one of those where I'm like, make ten movies. I don't, I don't care what they are. Do whatever you want. Uh, here's, here's my money. Um, but Lindsay, what would you give this out of ten? Uh, I gave it a nine. Nice. Uh, and McKenna, what would you have given this out of ten? Uh, I'm guess I'm filling the pattern because I, I also am giving it a nine. Uh, Nines yeah. all around. Let's go. Solid. All right. <laughs> well, that'll do it uh, for this review. Uh, so again, be on the lookout for uh, finally a Nomadland uh, review. So Lindsay finally gets to talk about it because she saw it back in like o- October, I think, <laughs> or it was November, de- December. Okay, that's a little bit better. It it maybe felt January like forever. actually. <laughs> I think it was actually early January. Yeah, that comes oh, out gotcha. tomorrow, I, right? Uh, yes. So yeah, yeah, my yeah, plan. Yeah. Um, is WandaVision uh, that and then I 
think there's one other thing, but yeah, be on the lookout for those. Probably not going to have one division talk, even though there's maybe going to be a big thing in this week's episode, uh, which will probably age this poorly, especially if you're listening 10 weeks after one division has come out, but whatever. Uh, see y'all. Bye. Bye.